0: Edward finished signing the letter and placed the quill back in its pot. He pushed back his chair and took the inkwell back to its cabinet. Before he could return to his chair, a knock at the door broke him from his thoughts. He picked the letter up from his desk and tucked it into his jacket. Out in the hall, he heard Matilda answer the door and show their guest to the parlour room. Five minutes early, he thought, how rude. After a moment, Matilda knocked and announced herself. Mr. Bronwyn is here for your three o'clock meeting, sir, she murmured from behind the door. I've settled him in the parlour room for the time being. You've offered him something to drink? There's already tea and honey cakes laid out for him, sir. Good girl. Hurry on now. Yes, sir. Matilda scampered down the hallway as he made his way to the parlour. The halls could get awfully cold this time of year. Frost settled on the roof tiles and clung to every exhalation. Matilda rose an hour earlier than he did, every morning, to stoke the fireplaces in each room, though he spent most of his time in the study. Mr Bronwyn sat in the middle of a rather large lounge illuminated by the fireplace, gazing through the large windows out onto the street. The tray of food remained untouched. As soon as Edward entered the room, Mr. Bronwyn rose to his feet, wringing his hands. Sweat had gathered on his temples and in his moustache. Varney, you look well!' he said, but his voice squeaked as he spoke. "'My family always did carry grief well,' he replied, noting Mr. Bronwyn's flinch. "'I assume you are here to discuss my father's will?' "'Ah, yes, sir,' he said, hastily returning to his seat. Before your father departed, he and I discussed the ownership of one of his properties. It's a small residential building west of the docks. Tiny thing, it's hardly there. But it's my wife's childhood home, you see. What I'm saying is, you wish to purchase this property from me? Edward raised an eyebrow and Mr. Bronwyn tried desperately to dissuade his gaze. "'Ah, well, uh, that's the thing, you see. "'Your father's final words to me, uh, his will, "'was that he would return the property to my ownership, uh, "'given the situation of its obtention, with, um, without payment.' Mr. Bronwyn sat quite still, studying Edward's every movement. Edward frowned, tapping a finger against the arm of his chair. He ran his fingers through his hair a premature white that he wore with pride. Ah, you you see, Mr. Varney, your father said. My father is dead. My words are his words now. My words are his will. And you will call me Lord, Mr. Bronwyn, is that understood? Mr. Bronwyn squeezed the arm of the lounge, knuckles so white they threatened to burst. Uh, Ah, yes, my lord. A bead of sweat rolled down his forehead and landed in his tea. Lord Varney sighed, gazing out into the wintry streets. Mr. Bronwyn, your brother is Lord Bronwyn, is that correct? Lord Peter Bronwyn? Yes, my lord, that's correct. Few people moved outside, too cold for afternoon strolls, but he knew all too well that this time of year carried superstition with it, and rightfully so. You may have your house, Mr. Bronwyn. His eyes went wide as he looked up to the Lord, silhouetted in the window. I suggest you move as soon as you are able, before I change my mind, he added. Yes, sir, thank you, sir. He bowed his head deeply. I am in your favour. Lord Varney turned towards the door and rolled his eyes. Now, on your way, if you don't mind, Mr. Bronwyn, I have much to attend to. Mr. Brunwyn scrambled to pick up his coat and made his way towards the hallway. Of course, of course, thank you sincerely for your time, my lord. He stood at the front door, pulling on his coat and straightening his cap. Do hurry home now, said Lord Funny. You'll catch a death of cold in this weather. He reached out a hand and brushed some dust from Mr. Brunwyn's shoulder. Ah, <sighs> Mr. Bronwyn aired an uncomfortable laugh. Right you are, my lord. He bowed his head and left the house in his shadow. Lord Varney held up the strand of hair to the light. He smiled to himself. He made his way back into his study. The fire still crackled in its place. Jars upon jars of ink on their shelves, so dark they reflected no light. He pulled his letter from his pocket and placed it back on the desk. He took his seat and began the process he'd become all too familiar with. He remembered his father's hands, moving methodically over the paper, lighting candles, melting wax. He followed the movements, he folded the paper over, over again, and pulled the red molten wax. I certainly hope your wife enjoys the house, Mr. Bronwyn, he thought to himself, because she certainly won't enjoy being a widow. He placed the thin hair in the middle of the pool of wax, brought down the engraved stamp, and sealed it. So, my first idea is um, that you have to be in the presence of another person to stay alive. Okay. I don't know what that is, but...
1: I That's really interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was because... Oh, where did I get... It was because I was trying to think of ideas yesterday, and I was just doing some sewing and watching Markiplier and Co play a game. What game was it? Let me... Heave ho. That was it. Oh yeah. And they constantly like have to hold hands. Yeah. And like, okay, you need to be within five feet of someone else or you die for some reason.
1: That's yeah, I like that. That's really fun. Um mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. It's it's sort of the opposite of our current situation as yeah. well. Which is <laughs> yep. which is fun. It's the opposite of um of the kaiju world. Um mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um my first idea is very simple. Um I recently, for the first time in my life, watched the Twilight movies. Oh! Um, And uh, having never read them either, um, and I watched it with my friend, who's like, who like really loves them. It's sort of apparently it's the Twilight Renaissance. Um, like people are, yeah,
0: I can see that.
1: People are really getting into you know talking about Twilight and stuff. So I thought it'd be really fun to do a vampires and werewolves world. Um, Totally. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be cool. Also, learned this from college humazama actually uh jacob black not a werewolf
0: yes yeah he's uh, a, shapeshifter. a shapeshifter yeah mm-hmm. shapeshifter. i've seen that episode too <laughs> i and i did
1: a deep dive on the research into it and werewolves are you know are a thing in um uh in twilight uh and vampires are deathly afraid of them because a single <laughs> it's like it's like it takes like you know five or six um quillette shapeshifters to take down a werewolf um but it only takes like one vampire i uh, sorry one werewolf to take sorry it takes five or six quillette shapeshifters to take down a vampire but it only takes one mm. real werewolf to take down a werewolf uh, to take down a vampire fuck i can't talk today oh. i'm not conscious i've had to make myself some peppermint and ginger tea to keep myself mm-hmm. conscious and not feeling like i want to be sick but yes um vampires and werewolves was my my second idea just very simple i thought we could just go into a really fun like either like a hidden world or we could do like i i feel like it's not explored enough i guess it is in like fantasy but it's it's always like these vampire werewolf stories are set in the modern day and then they'll do like flashbacks to the 1800s and i'm like oh i want to do more 1800s vampires <laughs> as well as that um arrow arrow the leader of the um the volturi from um twilight is like he was born in like two thousand BC, and I'm like, man, I want to hear that vampire story. That's insanely cool.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, the immortals aspect I'm interested in, but yes, that's that's my yes, idea. Yes, very
0: cool. Cool. Uh, well, my second one. I've been watching a lot of uh, Unis Arnus lately. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and how many of your ideas for the future will be multiplayer based?
0: Um, well, like at least eighty three percent, I would say. That's fair. Um, <laughs> um, I do love him very much, but, um, yeah, so I was watching an episode of Unus Anus, uh, which in case anyone doesn't know, it's a channel uh, with Mark Player and Crank Gameplay, so Ethan Nestor, uh, which they are going to delete after a year and there's like 160 days left or something. Um, and anyway, this episode, they were looking into different ways you can be buried and stuff, which is something I'm personally quite interested in, yeah. which sounds weird, but, um, one thing they looked at was that you can have your ashes turned into tattoo
1: ink. Oh, wow.
0: Which is wild, and they were talking about that being a magical thing. So my proposal is a system of magic, or not even necessarily a system of magic, but just a type of magic that some, like a family discovers, that when someone dies, their ashes get turned into tattoo ink and you tattoo the next person in the generation, and then when mm. they die they get turned into this ink and tattoo the next one. So this power is slowly building generation by generation.
1: That's really cool.
0: Like the soul of your ancestors literally tattooed on your skin.
1: I think that ties nicely into my next idea with the idea of, of ink, which is a letter writing magic system because I have been writing a lot of letters. Um, Mm. and when I write letters, I do letter locking, um, uh, which is a system where, like, before envelopes were invented, people would sort of fold and cut and then, pardon me, seal the the letters in a specific way so that they would be sort of impossible to open um, without, like, breaking part of it and thus, like, revealing that you've opened it. Um, yeah. And so I thought that it would be really fun if you had, like, you, I guess it could be you write the intent of the spell that you want to cast with, like, this special ink, Um, And then you fold the letter and seal it. And then once that's done, the letter, the spell is cast. Um, Mm. So you could have a bunch of like mostly finished spells, uh, i.e. just folded pieces of paper. And then you have to carry around a stick of wax and a candle and a a seal um, so that you can like seal these letters to cast these spells. Um, You can only have like a certain number prepared. Um, And I don't know, maybe like using that, that like ashes to ink system could be really like parallel to that um
0: oh that's really cool
1: i don't know it's, it's... or even mm.
0: yeah even just their their knowledge of this this ink magic system mm. there's a family that discovers this kind of ashes version of it yeah like it's the, a, a the type ink, of like necromancy the
1: ink is the the macro sort of magic and then the Tattooing. I guess tattooing ink would still be one of the the micros, but then the specific one is the Ashes version. Um
0: Yeah, this cumulative power.
1: This is this is really cool. Do we want to lean into ink spells? Yeah, hell as, yeah. I as love the that. world? Okay, cool. So the the basic system for this world is to cast spells, it is ink based. It is based around writing on parchment or paper. Or tattooing on skin. I guess it's symbols then, but it uses specific like magical inks. Mm. I like the idea of, in a sort of Harry Potter vein, the origin of the ink sort of affects its um uh, style. So if you get it like it's like Kraken ink or something, it does something different to like blood.
0: Yeah, I, I was I was literally just thinking that that maybe depending on the spell you want to cast, you you. Um change the origin of your ink that perhaps there are certain inks that are made from um condensed tree saps and stuff like that yeah uh, to do more natural types of magic yeah um or you stuff like taking graveyard dirt and compressing that down into a kind of ink
1: Mm. that's cool that.
0: that sounds that sounds like a kind of more curse kind of
1: well there would be multiple components i guess three components there is Mm. the ink then there is the paper or the parchment or whatever Mm. the 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 surface that you're writing on the person uh and then there is what you're actually transcribing um yeah and i think do we want to go as simple as and this is the thing because it makes it if we if we say whatever you write down is your intent and then that will be executed logically sort of thing um so say you write a letter and you say you write it with like uh some sort of i don't know like salamander blood because salamanders have this Mm. um not literal but like magical association with fire and you're like i want to make a fire bomb so you're like i want this piece Mm. of paper to explode uh six seconds after it is sealed um Mm. and then you write that with salamander blood and then you seal it and you throw it uh, mm. and it explodes. Is that how we want it to be? Because then it is a an insanely powerful magic system because you could describe, you know, anything, right? Yeah. Um,
0: okay, well, uh, I have t- two quick points. Mm-hmm. Um, for, when you say letter, do you mean, like, alphabet letter or, like, writing a letter to someone?
1: Writing a letter to someone.
0: Okay, cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Um, That's
1: just, I think, one form of... It's just really, like, ink-based magic.
0: Okay, uh, and I also want to propose... Uh, we don't necessarily need to go with that. I do like the wax ceiling. I feel like that's something you might use for more intense or complicated spells. Yeah, well, that's that's um, when you've you can... got, like,
1: multiple steps and you're like, and now I am done.
0: Yes. Mm. Um, because uh, I was literally, like, just yesterday, because I, uh, I was reading about uh, kind of, like, Wiccan magic and stuff like that. Mm. And um, with... Uh, sigil work usually there are two extra steps to it where you need to forget about your intentions and that helps it to build a power so people will like uh, draw the sigil with your intention and sit it away for a few months Um, or make a few of them and sit them all away so you can't remember which is which. Um, And then rather uh, to, like, finalize it, you need to destroy it, which kind of releases the intention. Mm. So I imagine for something like even a fire spell, uh, seeing it like an exothermic reaction where you destroy it and it, like, releases that power. That's cool. So you could do that in some cases.
1: I I think... um... Yeah, because then it could be another step. So, like, multiple steps in this process. Um, which I kind of want to write them down so that it makes sense. I'm, I'm just going to open up a, a, a doc. So, there is the... Um, you acquire the materials. Um, so... i writing doc. Okay. So, you start off and you have the ink uh, and then the mm-hmm. uh, paper. And then you have... Um, the written word um, that is Mm -hmm. inside of it and then the I guess that's like the treatment in that you're like um, revering it in a way as to put it away from you and try to give it its own will by like leaving it independent and like Mm -hmm. your will isn't imposing on it Um, so you know leaving it I'm just going to write and then destroying it
0: Hmm. I reckon like leaving it is is maybe for like a longer term spell and stuff like mm. that, um, and sealing it, uh, like doing things like those yeah. extra steps might be modifiers. Yeah, because I do. Yeah,
1: finalizing it, and and so it could be uh, there are options for finalizing it. it it's either mm. leaving it, sealing it, um, reading it aloud. Yeah. Uh, some... Or having
0: someone else read it aloud. Yes, 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 Like, you send it to someone, disguise it just, like, as a letter.
1: Yeah. Um, okay.
0: it it would be a tough thing to do to get someone else to read it, because and then, this is a common...
1: Yes, exactly. Um, the destroying it is, I think, the fun one, because there can be multiple ways. You know, you can burn the, the mm. thing to have the spell cast, or...
0: You can bury it.
1: Bury it, or put it in water, Um uh okay cool um and then yeah this is multiple inks multiple papers multiple things that you can write or guess like seemingly infinite things that you can write but Mm. you know only so many things will work and i think people know that like it's easier it's probably easier to do something closer to reality you know believability like i Mm. want a strong gust of wind to blow by on a windy day (laughs) yeah um that works but uh making it explode you have to, like, uh, attack the physical properties. So you're like, I want Mm. this to be filled with lantern oil and then to catch on fire. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's really cool. But those are very, like, physical things. And then there would probably be stuff like, I want to, you know, make this person barren or something. Um, Yeah. And that would require in the, like, the finalizing step, uh, or I guess the ink would have to be, quite votive so like blood or you know wine or whatever something strong yeah uh, like
0: um right it feels like it uh in uh like ancient greek magic and stuff like that there was this this concept that however you treated the object representative of the spell had to kind of mirror what was happening yeah um so like they often carved uh their intention onto lead because that was reflective of the underworld which is where you sent your magic atten- intentions for it oh, to because cool. um magic was all associated with the underworld and stuff or yeah. if you wanted someone to be hurt like voodoo doll style you'd um stab them with pins and yeah. oh sorry poppet. It. Poppet it is the right term. Yes. But um and yeah there was all these things like uh one of the most famous Greek uh, spells is a poppet that you can look up uh, and it's it's a woman where she's par- uh, uh, pierced with like these pins like 13 times in her eyes and her mouth and in her hands and stuff like that and it's a love spell because if someone is in love with you it means you have control over them <laughs>
1: oh cool mm-hmm. yes Um. okay <laughs> there's definitely yes. a lot of inspiration there um what do we know about yeah. this world i mean it, it, this this magic system i think is rampant because it doesn't seem like it is dependent on you being a magical person to do no. these things it is probably something to do with like intelligence and intent um understanding mm. of the way that the system works is all that it takes sort of like wizardry in D D. um yeah. like anyone can do it if they're smart enough um mm. so this world would be greatly shaped um there would be like a magical elite, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I feel like the the government would be, you know, of the magical aristocracy sort of stuff. Like, totally. It's it's and yeah.
0: I can see um, like there'd be certain restrictions on how people can access paper and ink and stuff, and but that yeah. it would also shift communication. Yeah, you couldn't do a lot of written communication.
1: Oh, that's true. That's a really good point. And no one would trust how would they-
0: it. How would they record information? Yeah. Um, Because people... Well, uh, that's probably what happened. Apparently, they probably have, like, very, very old stocks of when people used to record information before this kind of power was discovered.
1: It's Um, trustworthy knowledge. I feel like there there would be trustworthy knowledge, but it would be heavily vetted by the government.
0: I I think that like access to these things is heavily restricted there yeah. probably I have an idea of like almost a cult that has knowledge that somewhere in one of these texts there is a very powerful spell the very yeah. first spell written in these texts and they want to fulfill it all they need to do is get access to it and seal it Yeah um but uh they don't know what it is they don't know what it is but (laughs) it's something
1: or it's a spell that is ongoing you know it's like Mm -hmm. one that is active so they want to deactivate it um they would probably be spells that like uh, you make a uh, a totem essentially or a um what's the word Mm -hmm. like a like a a symbol um where you create a um a letter you write a letter and you're like i you know this Magical effect will continue to happen as long as this piece of paper, which is incredibly frail. You know, I think to make something permanent, you have to make the object frail um, mm. as a sort of balance. So it's like written on gold leaf, um, and it's Ooh, like
0: that's nice, yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's incredibly like you know, a gust of wind would destroy it, um, but the effect is incredibly uh, long-lasting. Um, so they want to mm. find this, uh, you know, the, the, they want to find this effect and like end it um uh that's cool okay um so this is i i think it would be i don't want to say medieval because medieval is is a very european term and it's yeah, uh, yeah but like
0: i'm picturing almost like a barovian yeah kind of vibe which is curse of strad for anyone who doesn't know like very um kind of like almost bolshevik not yeah. really yeah 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 kind of um what's the word uh,
1: gothic Tudor sort of yeah, yeah yeah
0: gothic Tudor kind of vibes yeah
1: okay that's cool i like that mm. that's really fun um that's where a lot of the because i'm yeah I, I got my inspiration for for this from letter locking um mm. and a lot of those come from like uh john dunn and um mary queen of scots is the letter locking pattern that i use um because mm. uh, every like everyone had their own pattern that they would they would fold and and stuff so like the pattern that i use you um write the letter and then you sort of <clears throat> cut a strip um uh, free not like off of the paper but just like two lines that meet to form a sort of tail on this thing and then you fold the rest of the paper and you fold it and fold it and then you fold it in half and then you cut a hole and you run that tail mm-hmm. through the hole um and then you cut another hole you run the tail through and you, you like go back and forth and back and forth and then you seal that tail with ink so to mm. open it, people have to break the tail as it runs through multiple holes, um, mm. and that would, I guess, break the spell um, that, yeah. you, that you've cast. Depending on what it is, if it's an instantaneous spell, then I guess the letter is destroyed. Um, mm. So that's that would probably be the determiners. If you want it to be instant, you destroy it. Um,
0: yeah, I, I think I think that sounds good.
1: And it lasts as long as the the. I guess destruction is the wrong term because if it's like I want my crops to grow well, I'm going to make a, a something that I bury. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it lasts as long as it's buried. Yeah. Um, uh, so, like, destroying, I guess it's, it's just... Like vanish. Yeah, vanishing, yeah. That's a, that's a good way to think of it. Um, the final, final step. Okay, so it is this, um, yeah, it is this very, uh, uh, Elizabethan-esque, or maybe even earlier, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think a little earlier, but...
1: Tudor, yeah. Um... Mm -hmm yeah uh, or even earlier than Tudor okay so then if we if we that's the, the macro perspective is uh there there is this it is this world that is um there would probably be some magical creatures but it, this is like the magic system right like this is the yeah. the sort of yeah. idea of the world so the creatures would be related to this maybe like mm. beings of um Uh, like, a lot of, like, golems and stuff that are made of, like, paper and wood and stone that are all inscribed. But they're, like, they have to be lifelike intricate. You know, they have to have, like, functioning body systems almost um, that are all written on and stuff, and they're incredibly frail. Um, Mm. uh, Cool. Uh, There'd probably be a, uh, a really cool way if you, like, were injured, then you could, like, replace your limb with, like, a paper limb, um oh yeah, cool. Like you could replace your skin with paper skin that's all written on, and it's incredibly um it's like functional and like strong, but if it gets any water on it or fire, it just burns up um yeah. so you have to be be careful and carry around like spare paper and stuff um
0: that sounds cool.
1: I like that, okay, so we've got like golems esque stuff um and like homunculus um type creatures um uh magic is i guess like. Guarded in a way, um, yeah, because it's perceived as as very powerful. So, um, you know, the the powerful elite have it and don't necessarily allow the weaker people to use it. But it's also mm. functional, so you can yeah. you you could probably do like sympathetic letter writing, where you mm. have two pieces of paper that are cut from the same cloth, literally um Mm. and um well not literally but um as you inscribe one it inscribes the other like as you as you write in one um Mm. so you can like communicate long distance that way um that's
0: cool yeah Yeah.
1: um although i think it would be proclivative like you can't do that to then cast a spell using that piece of paper because it's already casting a spell like you can't have a long-range detonation bomb <laughs>
0: yeah no 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 <laughs> um
1: uh so that's that's another system of the magic um is it's it's proclivative you can't have more than one different type of spell on one mm-hmm. piece of paper um okay this is really cool uh, and then if we zoom in we've got done the macro we zoom into this micro level of these tattoo people or the, the yes,
0: this family
1: this necromantic tattoo people that's really cool. Um, So they're, like, I imagine, like, a lower lordly family. They have, like, a manor house in this countryside area Mm. of this nation in this world. Um, and, uh, you know, generations ago, their ancestor, um, discovered this system.
0: Mm. Yeah, and, like, um, they only ever have one child, and partners are very selectively chosen, Mm. um... And the, the ashes of of all their, uh, of like the parents go to this child.
1: Yeah. And, and then they, they okay. it's like, it's not like they, because you would probably get more ashes and thus more ink than is necessary. So then that yeah. child, like that, the the, the new lord of um, fucking ink skull manor or whatever. Yeah. Um Has access to this incredibly powerful ink and that's how they've like kept their oh, power. yeah you know it's a very political game probably in the like city that they're nearby the sort of london style or paris style city Mm. um where they are you know a lord of that of this nation you know that they're like they've kept their standing by eliminating all opponents with this Incredibly powerful magic. It's so powerful that people don't even suspect them because they're like, it's simply yeah. impossible for this to be magically done. It must have just been chance. It, you know, this person yeah. must have just fallen down the stairs. Um, there's mm. no way that someone could have cast a spell to do that. Yeah. It's just, it's oh. it's too subtle.
0: Very cool.
1: Very cool. Um, Oh, man. I love this world. This is cool. This is
0: very nice. Yeah. It's got some very nice vibes to it
1: Mm. it's a lot of like subterfuge and deception that's cool of like Mm. tricking people into sealing your letters for you and Mm. having them set off the magic and like charming them um awesome and like there's there's the sort of body alteration stuff that you can do with like the paper and there's the the golem creation like i imagine that oh this this um (laughs) <laughs> i called it ink skull manor and now i can't think of anything else but you know you know what i mean it'd <laughs> yeah, have yeah. a name like that you know yes um
0: something super on the nose exactly
1: um and he would have like i imagine it's, it's male like this feels like a patriarchal society mm, um yeah uh the, the the lord of this manor would have like a butler who is a golem but it's so realistic that like it's like written on like skin and ink it's like a frankenstein basically mm, yeah. um sorry a frankenstein's monster um actually um and like no one is aware they just have this weird butler oh that's cool mm. uh okay is there anything more we want to want to drill into i
0: I think i'm happy with it
1: yeah it's it's good it's thorough it's simple it's a magic it's nice. system and it, it yeah magic system that is tied into the world and, the, and you know mirrored by the world um it gives me um Soul Eater vibes, which is like one of the first animes yeah. I ever watched. It's just got like the intrinsic sort of magic system to world parallel is really like mm. really there. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Very cool. Okay, there we cool. go.
0: Awesome. 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 So I'll see you all in section three then. Woo! Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Sky Machine, a collective world-building podcast about fantastical, concise, and dynamic storytelling. I don't think that was in the right order, but...
1: The words are I all said there. it with confidence. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, all the pieces are there, Um, and a sandwich is a sandwich regardless of where the lettuce is, unless it's on the outside. As long
0: as the bread's on the outside. Yes.
1: And, and where the bread... I lost the metaphor. Yeah, I, it's gone. I, I dropped the metaphor on the ground, and now the ants are eating it. Um... <laughs> it's uh it's it's a good time um Mm -hmm. i was this episode was really fun it was a it was a a rare case of like huge synergy between ideas where we both had an idea and we were like oh that's the same thing awesome
0: oh yeah whoops
1: (laughs) yeah the uh the sort of natural conclusion there that's really cool and Mm -hmm. the story turned out really awesome and uh just it has a very cool fun vibe um Mm -hmm. it's it's uh you know, the kind of world that I'm like, oh, I'd love to revisit this and sort of dig around in some of the little yeah, areas. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool.
0: Well, do you have anything you'd like to talk about today?
1: Um, I, I actually uh, have a and d tip that I just mentioned to you offhand that I was, um, before the call, doing some D&D prep. Um, mm. My tip is to draw and and this is like this specific example that i have i don't know if it's successful yet because i haven't tested it out but i think it will be to draw from um other games uh and this is something that i do all the time like taking rules because i run fifth edition dungeons and dragons taking rules from other systems that i think would work well for whatever thing that i'm running and then sort of shifting them around but as well as that taking like design principles from other games so i am running uh the next sort of story in my one of my campaigns they the party are exploring a city that has been sort of uh taken over um Mm. and so what i wanted to do is um i have a a great love for the soulsborne games um uh, dark souls and bloodborne and uh similar stuff like that um And the level design in those games is very like Metroid-like in that you sort of loop, you go through an area and then you unlock a door that leads you to the next area. But you also unlock a door that leads you back to the last area so that you can, when you like respawn, you can shortcut your way to the new area. Um, Mm. uh, You sort of unlock shortcuts for yourself because it's all about like dying and being reborn and having to go back. So you can sort of cut out some of the time by making these shortcuts. Um, so I'm doing that. I've, I've set up the city and it's not just like actually exploring a city. I'm making like a video game map um, to be like, oh, cool. here is this location and it connects here um, and then it loops around and connects back up um, to the start. Yeah. It's sort of like a loop, uh, a series of loops that are interconnected. Um, and I, I think it'll go well. There'll be places for set encounters and places for random encounters because the goal is that the party will have to sort of go out come back go out come back because they won't be able to take like any sort of rest out in the city they'll have to go back to their camp um and also like reconvene um they'll be able to like build up points by doing certain things like if they save civilians they'll get points back at camp that they can sort of spend there's a lot of like it's very gamey, this campaign, and it's very fun in that way. Oh, cool. That sounds um, really awesome. Yeah. But my tip is to steal from other systems, uh, systems that, you know, if you see a system working and you're like, hmm, but D&D is simulatory, it's still a game. And anything yeah. you can do to add to the fun of that game um, by stealing these effective methods is a-, a good idea.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, the thing I'd like to talk about is is definitely more broad than just world building or D&D, but I feel like... Um it's an important thing I'd like to talk about in TikTok today there was a blackout um oh, yeah. which is a big a big did you see much of this?
1: Uh yeah, uh, some of it.
0: Uh like so pretty much um TikTok sucks. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, basically they uh pretty much make sure that the content made by uh, black creators isn't seen or sometimes fully deleting it Uh, in and in their words they like do this kind of stuff uh to quote-unquote like prevent them from being bullied and so on but it's just racist yeah um and so today there was a blackout where pretty much uh lots of people changed their um their profile pictures to uh the black power fist the black fist symbol and lots of non-black creators didn't post anything and lots of uh, creators of color just posted like all the stuff that, that they wanted to and it was just beautiful it was just so amazing to see all these talented people on my For You page that yeah. usually don't
1: get, that get recognition
0: opportunity yeah don't get their recognition mm. and it was just amazing
1: yeah that's so cool
0: So, though it's not necessarily relevant to what we do, if you have TikTok, please go and check out some of these people because they're amazing. Yeah. Like... And regardless, uh, be aware of, like, mm.
1: the inherent prejudices in the system against people of color and, um, you know, other oppressed systems. Um, Because, you know, this isn't just happening on TikTok. This is the sort of thing that happens everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm a big I'm a big cosplay person personally. So there are lots of amazing cosplayers out there that you should check out. But uh yeah, that was just a, a cool thing that I think people should be aware of. Yeah,
1: great thing to highlight, absolutely.
0: Awesome.
1: Cool. Um well, I mean that's that's it. Uh I uh Uh, wrote a story based off of the prompts that we laid down last week uh, The Energetic Ghost um, Mm. that is up on our website Uh, it is the bio on our Instagram it's on the Discord if you want to read it it's just something fun and if Mm -hmm. anyone ended up uh, writing stuff and they feel like sharing um, let us know
0: Do you have a prompt for this time?
1: Uh, Sure I mean let me think of one right now Um, Swan
0: I have a word Leaves
1: Swan Leaves there you go there you go okay two words swan make, and leaves uh it took me like 20 something. minutes to write mine um and i was really like happy with it i i tried to keep it to 500 words um cool. and it was it was just something fun to like get a little slice of a world uh try to like establish sort of ideas about this world and about the characters in it in like 500 words based off of that so yes we have swan and leaves go forth and write um nice <laughs> okay cool um all right no, I'm, I'm happy
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We'll see you all next time.
1: All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.